Okay, today we're going to talk about delegated authority. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have given us all authority on this earth, and we thank you that you're going to guide and direct us so that we can do what you would have us to do. And we just give you all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. So who has all authority is God. But he sent us down here to this earth with his authority. So he's delegating his authority to us so that we can operate on this earth. So Jesus spoke the word and miracles occurred. Why? Because he had authority just like we did, delegated authority. Another way to put it is power of attorney. So we speak the word and have the same miracles for whatever Jesus said, we may say boldly. Because who was Jesus? Or who is Jesus? Son of God. Well, who are you? Son of God. You're adopted into the kingdom. So we can boldly go before the throne and say, Jesus never prayed for a sick person. He was a man under authority. In other words, he spoke, and there was. And that's what we have. We speak, and there is. So he spoke the word, and you cannot give someone responsibility without giving them authority to carry out that responsibility. So what is our directions on what to do with that authority is, in the Word, the words of the Bible, the covenant, whatever this the Scripture says, we can do it. And then, what do we do with it? Just like He did, we speak, and we get the same results. But it's not just saying it; it's you have to know that when you say it, it's going to work. So there's responsibility in our part is to get in the Word, study the Word, and find out what authority do we have and what do we have authority over. Because Jesus has given us the responsibility of bearing witness to himself throughout the world. So when we talk to people about the Word, who are we talking about? Jesus, what did he do? And because he did that, what can we do? We just had a teen challenge. There was this guy that, you know, he thought he was a worm. If you want to know, I talked to the guy for 10 minutes and changed his whole life. 10 minutes. Saw him yesterday and he had a big smile on his face instead of, thinking he was nothing, now he knows he's something. So some people think they have a free-for-all license for relationship of responsibility and authority. In other words, people don't understand what these three things are. In fact, they don't even understand 
who Jesus is. They just say, I can do whatever I want because my sins are forgiven. That's not what we have. We have a relationship. We know who God is because if you spend time in the Word, He is the Word. You get to know Him. And once we know Him, then we understand our responsibility and our authority. So no one is a law unto himself. Anybody that's not born again has that attitude that he can do anything he wants when he wants. But if you do that, you're in rebellion. You can say all day long what the Word says, but if you don't have that relationship, it's not going to work. You need to get on your face before God and let Him break that rebellion. Now repent. Until you learn how to be submissive to the Holy Spirit and to the plan of God for the body of Christ. So what is that's God's church. Every born again believer is in the church. And it's the church that has the power. But each individual in the church has it also. So some people say, I can do what I want to do. But if you do, you are not of the Spirit of God. Because if we're in the body of Christ, we're under God's plan, not man's plan. So you are free with the divine authority to do what God tells you to do. Again, you go to the Word. What does the Word say you can do? Do it. That's what he says, be a doer of the Word. Sometimes the flesh would like to do something else, but I always do what I am instructed to do by God. Isn't that what Jesus did? He said, I only do what I hear my Father say. Because there's that scripture in Acts where Peter and John prayed for the man at the gate, beautiful. Jesus must have walked by that guy a hundred times, never prayed for him. Why? Because he didn't hear from the Father. You understand? we got to do what God says. So an example would be a rider brings his horse home after a hard day ride. He removes the reins. The horse is now free. So the horse is unrestricted by saddle and gear. But the freedom he's enjoying is what? The pasture. Only what he's delegated to have. So that horse is free in the area provided by its owner. So it's the same with us. We got that delegated authority, but we can only use it what's in that scripture. You can't say, I want a house. I don't think that's in the, in the Bible. So we are free in Jesus Christ. So the burden of sin and guilt is removed. That's that freedom in him because he removed it, didn't he? So the biggest word, or the most powerful word, is this. 
in? Are we in Christ? Are we in the Word? Are we in our fellowship? Are we fellowshipping with Him? So we are free to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. He's the one living in you. He's the one that's talking to you 24 hours a day. So to get outside of your leading is to ignore the fence which guides and directs our area of activity. In other words, don't step into your senses. Stay away from what your flesh wants and get into that leading of God. So God sent us here for a purpose and he gave us responsibility and he gave us authority. We have to remember that. It's his purpose, not our purpose. So Jesus came here for a purpose not just to die on the cross and not just to shed his blood. That was the supreme purpose, but he came for another reason. He came here to defeat Satan in a spiritual battle. And didn't he do that? Satan is already defeated now. It's not our battle to defeat him. He's already defeated. But that was the authority and responsibility he was given. But now in 1 John 3, 8, for this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So now he had to be in the Word just like we are. He got his instructions right there. He came as a representative of God to work against the kingdom of Satan and to take from the devil the keys of the kingdom that he robbed from Adam. Everything that we have now, Adam had. But when Adam chose flesh, he gave that all to Satan. But now Jesus took it back. So now we have the same thing that Adam had before he sinned. So Jesus came then with God's authority. He did what the Father told him to do. He spoke the word. And after death and the resurrection, Jesus Christ took authority and vested himself in the Father. That's where he is now up in heaven. He's our high priest. Remember in the Old Covenant? The people had to go through the high priest. Well, we have to do the same. When we pray, we always say to the Father in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus is a high priest that goes through him and to the Father. So he did not take the authority away from the earth. He did not take the authority back to heaven and leave us here powerless without it. Jesus passed that authority along to us as members of the body of Christ. So the same authority he have, had, we have. So he gave his authority to the disciples who followed him, and he gave it to us, his disciples. We are now his, his disciples. What's a disciple? Some that are like a student. They want to be taught. So we are being taught. So John twenty twenty one, as the Father has sent me, even so I send you. This is Jesus saying that he's sending us now. 
Behold, I give you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. So if we're in him, in Jesus, in Christ, nothing can hurt us. Because it says right here, I give you all power over the enemy. The enemy can't do anything to you unless you let him. You get into the flesh and then he can do what he wants. Stand the spirit. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And then here he gave it to us. In Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, I will never leave you nor forsake you so that we may say boldly, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do to me. That's the same thing over here. Nothing can harm us over here. Nothing can harm us. It says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Where does he live? He lives inside you. How can he forsake you? He goes with you wherever you go. So the Amplified Bible says, I will not, I will not leave you. I think it says it three times. I only put two up here. I will not, I will not, I will not. So the disciples followed the example of Jesus and used the authority he transmitted to them as they went out. They literally turned the world upside down. This is talking when Jesus sent them out two by two. They never even thought they could do it until they went out and actually did it. These same men who once denied him and doubt, they doubted him. Remember Thomas? Yeah. It is the resurrection now went forth and preached everywhere the word working with them and confirming the word with signs following. In other words, when they went out two by two and they actually preached with the signs that were following was healed the sick, cast out devils. This is the beginning of the key to unlock the door which holds the answers to our question the Lord working with them. In other words, is he working with us? Have you ever asked that question? He is. He just said he'd never leave us or forsake us. We have always thought of our working with God and not stopping to realize the depths of the spiritual reality that the Lord longs to work with us. In other words, we have just the tip of the iceberg of what we can really do. If we stepped out every day, we would find out what we could do. So Jesus gave us the great commission to go and preach the gospel. This we can do every day. God who created the heavens and the earth began to work with men. So why would God work with us. It says he's going to, but why would he? You're his son. He gave you that authority. You're like an ambassador. 
he put you down on earth to represent him up in heaven. But an earthly ambassador, where do they get all their stuff from? Not the country they live in, but from the USA. Well, that's the same with us. Where do we get all our from him? He, we live in his kingdom. So we're representing his kingdom down here on earth. So what was the key? The keys of the kingdom. The disciples were charged with fearful, unbelieving, doubting, men-to-men authority. The key is the, the scriptures. They were given the ability or the authority to to do what the scripture says just like we are. And then wherever they went, there was doubting people just like wherever we go. People don't understand who God is, but that's our job to tell them. So when you are changed to a man of authority, you have the basis for doing the works of God. We have to understand that. If we're not doing them, then that means we got to get back in the Word until we can do them. So the works with us because we are now men of authority. Gotta understand that. Just like I was telling you about that one guy that thought he was nothing. Once I told him he had that authority. His whole life changed. So how do you become a person of authority? And by whose authority do you stand to do the works of God? To get that authority, you have to be born again. Once you're born again, now you're in the the body of Christ or in the church. And whose authority? It's God's authority, but he's given it to us. So all authority begins and ends in God, doesn't it? But because we are delegated that authority, we can use it. So all power, all authority is in God, but where is God? In us. We're in him, he's in us. That means we have the same thing. In other words, he's got the plan. All right, so if we're in him, his plan is our plan. You understand how that works. Everything of God is his, or in us. So when Jesus came to this earth, he came as the son of God with power and authority, but he was in an earthly body because it was an earthly man, a perfect earthly man that gave that authority to Satan, it had to be a perfect earthly man that got it back. So where did he get that authority? He received it from his father. Where do we get ours? From our father. Do you think that God would send his son into the world to face the devil without that power? No, and he's not going to do the same with us. God sent Jesus here for a divine purpose, which is explained in John 1, 3, and 8. 
For this purpose the Son of Man is manifested that he would destroy the works of the devil. He got his order or authority from God and he fulfilled it. Now we got to do the same. So how did God know the strength of the devil's power? Well, he created the devil, didn't he? He should know. If so, what would you think of God, a God who knew the strength of the enemy's power and did not give his son the necessary tools or weapons to battle and to defeat and destroy the enemy's power? So Jesus did that. He was the son that did it. But now we are more than a conqueror. He conquered. Now we reap the benefits. So do you think that the Son of God would send you to face the same devil without power and authority? The answer is no. He recognized that the Father had given him the authority to give his own testimony when he opened the book of Isaiah. That's when he told the world that he was the true Son of God. Because this is what he read He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach the deliverance to the captives, and recovering the sight to the blind, to assert liberty, them that are bruised. That's what he was sent down here to do. So what are we sent down here to do? Same exact thing. But he closed the book, gave it to the priest in the synagogue, and sat down and said, This day is fulfilled, or scripture fulfilled in your ears. So when Jesus sent out his disciples, he told them the Father had sent him with all authority. Now he was sending them out according to Matthew 10.1. When he called his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and disease. And that's this. Now he sent us us out to do the same thing. He not only commissioned them to preach that the kingdom of heaven was at hand, but he gave them further instructions to heal the sick, clean the leper, or yeah, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Now, this isn't for a baby Christian. This is for a, a Christian that understands who he is in the Word. So this is our goal, and isn't it? To get to that place. So in Matthew 18 and 19, he put powerful weapons in the hands of the believers with these words. Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And again I say unto you, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, they shall ask it, and it shall be done for them. 
by my Father which is in heaven. So when he sends us out here to do that, he's given us the power to bind and loose. Well, bind and loose what? Whatever you go up against, whether it be the sick, lepers, raising the dead, casting out devils, he has given us the words to say. That's the most powerful thing on earth is God's word coming out of your mouth. And when you speak it against the devil, what are you doing? You're binding him and you're loosing God. But if we say, oh, I don't know if I can do that, then we're binding God and loosing the devil. So we can't go out there with fear in us. The devil ate us alive because we're loosing him. So Jesus demonstrated the power he was giving his disciples and the miracle of the wither fig tree and gave them this promise. Matthew 21 says, Fairly as say to you, if you have doubt, not only which is done to the fig tree, but which is also, you can say to the mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and it shall be done. And all those things, whichever you say, in prayer, believing you will receive. So what is he saying? If you doubt, you don't have. If you have faith, you have. Now where do you get this faith? And get rid of the doubt. The Word. Study the Word. Study the Word. Study the Word. I've been in this 43 years and there isn't a one day in that 43 years that I wasn't studying the Word. So then when you do, that mountain or that problem will be removed, cast into the seed, meaning God says that when your sins are forgiven, he casts them into the sea of forgetfulness. Meaning what? That he doesn't remember your sin anymore. So when we say to the problem, whatever it is, be removed, it's like we're not going to remember it ever existed before. We keep on going. We believe that it's done and walk away. He delegated his authority so we have the same tools that Jesus had. We can now all go out and heal the sick. But through spiritual power, we recognize our need to do God's will. If you don't get anything else out of this today, recognize our need to do God's will. And study until we can walk his will out. Peter said, such as I have. That's what he said to that guy at the gate beautiful. And what did he say? The only thing he had was in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. That's what he had. 
So how you spell it, no matter how you interpret it, it comes out the same such as I have. What do I have? You have it, but do you understand it? Can you walk in it without fear? And if we can't, then we got to, like I said, study until you get it. He had the authority and he used it until, or used it just as Jesus did when he spoke in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, arise and walk. What did he have? The name of Jesus. What do we have? The name of Jesus. What does the Bible say? Every knee will bow to that name. Sickness is has to bow its knee. We are not afraid of the devil. I'm not afraid of him because I do not stand here as myself. I stand as a blood-bought, redeemed child of the living God. This is you right here. You're not standing as a fleshly being. You're standing as a blood-bought, redeemed child of the living God. So I stand with all power, all authority, over all the power of the enemy. But now, what does Satan want? He wants to control your thoughts. That's where the the battle goes in your mind. What thought are you listening to? The thought of God or the thought of the enemy? The thoughts are seeds. In other words, if you grab a hold of his thoughts, Satan's thoughts, it's like a seed. If you don't resist it, it's going to grow. And it's going to grow. That's how people wind up as drug addicts. All they had to do was resist that first thought and that would have been over. But they didn't. So day after day after day, that thought kept growing and growing until they just relied on it. Every morning, oh, i got to do this. i got to do that. So what do you say about yourself? Do we know that we have all authority? If you do, because your world is created by what you say. Go back to them thoughts. How did you become a drug addict? They were created by what they said. They kept repeating Satan's words over and over and over and over until one day they decided they were going to say God's word over and over and over. And now they created a new world, a godly world. Because God is leading us into battle and one that we can't win without him. In other words, we have the authority, but it's delegated authority. He's got the the full authority. In other words, we say what the authority is given to him, and with his authority, he defeats the devil. He removes the sickness, not us. So Jesus said, as I was sent by my Father, I send you. So he's sending us out. You and I, 
And we are a man of authority, and Jesus' blood gives authority over which the devil cannot violate. In other words, when we use the blood in his name, the devil can't come against it. Because Satan must obey our authority, for it comes from God, who is all-powerful and who has all authority. I don't think the devil can come against God, can he? No, the devil is not afraid of us, but he is afraid of Jesus. Because all our sins are forgiven. When God looks at us, what does he see? His son. So what does the devil see when he looks at us? Jesus. So he is afraid of Authority that we were because we do not stand alone. We stand with God. So behind us stands Jesus. In other words, we're out in front. Because Jesus is in heaven, but he's standing behind us and saying, Go. But behind Jesus stands who? The Father. So with Jesus and God the Father are all the angels and the host of heavenly beings ready to do the bidding of God Almighty. There's where the church misses it. There's 10 billion angels in heaven and we have the authority to tell every one of them what to do. So Five can't do it, then Jesus said he could have called on a legion of angels. That's 2,000 of them. We can do that. So when we catch sight of the facts, we have the keys in our hand. What was the keys again? The scripture. Say the scripture, and that power from the scripture comes out and defeats the enemy. So Jesus spoke the word, and it was accomplished. Peter spoke the word and it was done. That is the method of doing the God-given task. Say the word. Say the word. So we may speak the word with all the same authority, with the same invincible forces behind us. Speak the word with authority. We are not only having God's authority upon us, we have his authority in us, because he lives in us. So the word authority means the ability to give orders and make decisions. So who are we giving the orders to? Whatever the problem is. In the name of Jesus, go. It is the authority which a person has, which is delegated to him from someone else, and that someone else is God, the Father. Complete superhuman power and complete jurisdiction. That's how our authority is. So the person delivering the authority is in sense of all of himself and acting in and through the person to whom he has delegated that authority. So if God's delegating, we go through him. 
Do you see how powerful this is? If you don't, you miss the whole message. There's nothing more powerful than delegated authority. Because Jesus has delegated his authority to us. You and I. The body of Christ. So in this sense, he is out of himself and he is in us, acting in us and through us. In other words, we're never alone. So in this sense, we are dead to self and we go beyond ourselves in him. So the Lord working through us with signs following and that is why the method of the disciples were so powerful and so decisive. And remember now, we are the disciples. They had the understanding of the keys. They spoke the word. They acted in the power and authority of God himself. So this can never fail if, if we believe, if we believe it works the work of God. What? Authority and saying the word. Why? Because we speak. What do we speak? God's works with us, confirming the word with signs following.